0: to episode 21 we just beat uh, atlanta 3-0 away from home hooray Woo!
1: Yeah.
0: it's not a big deal we went all the time now. oh yeah we're a winning team we're we not to make team. the playoffs it's a no-brainer
2: yeah but it's still great to celebrate come on
0: Yes. It, we're pretty freaking happy about it. Perfect road trip. Yeah. Six points much. after two away games. Uh, looking forward to see the Fury play at home. We're we're not gonna mention who they're gonna play just yet. We'll get that ba- we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> it's a secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You're not allowed to know <laughs> until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The game started off quick, eh? It was a goal right off. Third minute or fourth yeah. minute? Third maybe? minute. Yeah. yeah. And kind of set the tone
0: for the whole game. I don't think Atlanta ever bounced Before back we that. even get into the lineup or anything, I just want to ask Blocksmith, are you satisfied with Heinemann's performance after this game? No. <laughs> really? He did,
3: I, I don't understand. He didn't have a very good game. I think the first touch he had, he fell to the ground and the opposite team took it. He assisted, but... What does he have well, to do to sit off, start to... on the bench? Start on the bench. <laughs> Score, create chances.
0: He did. He well, we criticized assist. him for not assisting any goals, and now he did just that.
1: Yeah. I noticed he likes to, he passes back, like, probably, like, eight out of ten times. When he gets the ball, it always goes back. Because like, he never no turns one ahead of it. And, No, but he never turns and runs at the defenders. Like, you'll ne- never. never see that.
3: Ever. He's like, just not. Yeah, he's just not. It doesn't work in that spot.
0: But we actually don't really have to discuss the lineup because I'm pretty sure it's the same lineup as last week, isn't it?
1: No, I think it's except for uh, Ryan Richter, right? Who's back.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And
3: Ubi in for Patterson.
1: Yeah, Patterson uh, was subbed on, him, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same lineup. It's working. I'd keep playing yeah. the same combos. Maybe start Dantas. So,
0: yeah. am I wrong in suggesting that Mayer scored his first goal ever?
3: Yeah. In the nasl for the fury yeah
0: yeah it's good to see it that. was
3: i would like to say it was a nice one but it wasn't it was pretty <laughs> it's pretty like any score. but you want to say it was a nice assist behind him right oh it's a beautiful assistant i don't know why we don't start no more <laughs> wink wink <laughs> yeah i think yeah. it deflected off I, I imagine i imagine he was trying to shoot it i don't know i yeah I'm, mad at, I'm not mad at Heidemann, but I, I think Doncic is a better fit in that spot. That's my opinion. We won 3-0. <laughs> That's
1: true. We won 3-0. <laughs> it's, it's like amazing.
0: Yeah, but what a way to start the game. Three minutes in, Mayard scoring. Um, you know, an early goal.
2: But to be honest, I was a little nervous that they were just going to like sit back and like, oh yeah, we scored th- and then just try to defend the the <clears throat> goal.
1: It felt that way like for, for 20 minutes or so. It felt like they were just going to like defend the one goal lead. And I was like, no, no, especially with Cruz up there. And...
3: Yeah. yeah, I watched uh, I watched the replay again last night and after they scored, they scored in the third minute. after they scored, I don't think the Fury touched it twice consecutively in the Atlanta half until, like, the 22nd minute. Like, as soon
0: as they scored, it was all Atlanta. Yeah, and there was a quick succession of chances. There was that guy, uh, he looked like Balotelli a little bit with his blonde Mohawk. I think Alex Harley is his name. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he chipped the ball, like, over the net, and, like, they had a bunch of other chances. It was scary at times.
3: I think they, uh, for the most part, they had a chance to auto-win the first half. They just couldn't finish. Like that a Harley guy was kinda of going around Soria a, a lot. And Soria was having a tough time defending him, but they just couldn't get a ball, get a good shot. So on that, it would either go wide or just fall safely to Byser.
1: Yeah, they're a bruised and batter team. It's not the regular yeah. eleven either. Like they're I think their back line's almost completely new from the start of the season replacement players, so
2: And they didn't have their captain either. He was out with like an ankle injury or something like that, so
1: yeah, I, like I was just really worried about Sandoval and Cruz, and of course, Cruz got that red card, and, to, and that took care of Cruz for the night. His temper took care of himself. So.
0: Yeah, but that was late in the game. Uh, what, what was the minute on that, actually? I don't I
1: don't know,
2: 80,
1: what 70, 79, 79. Caution. 79th
0: minute, yeah.
2: There was a lot of yellows, like, and I felt that they were soft yellows.
0: Yeah, the Heinemann yellow, like in the, like in the first half, was just like a harmless foul in the midfield. Like that was never a yellow. Yeah, I don't know about that. You, you <laughs> thought that was <laughs> just because you don't know, like. Heinemann? Heidemann had like <laughs> Heinemann had
3: like two fouls, and then after the second one, the ref came up to him and like
0: warned him, about warned him. Him about it. And then the next time, he goes right to the back of that guy, literally two minutes right. later. And then Oliver received another yellow in the in the same in the first half, but I don't remember what was that What that was the, Oh, Oh, uh, elbow. Went up for a uh, head on the head. Yeah, well, you got the yellow it. for that, so that's... Yeah, well, yeah. But other than that, I thought the ref let a lot of the game go in the first half. Like, I thought a little too much so. So, like, yeah. my intuition was that maybe he reflected on the first half or maybe he got a talking to. Because okay. then in the second half, he had the complete opposite style he of refereeing where he was just, like, throwing cards left, right, and like, center. You
1: get a card. You get a card. <laughs> <laughs> a card for you. Yeah. Well, like, that red card, and not because it was Atlanta, but that was warranted. That was studs, right? Like, he oh, yeah. tried to... I think he tried to injure Richie Ryan. And I, I'm surprised. I don't know if I haven't checked today, but if there's been any other news, like... Like it's suspension be, yeah because it was like I thought it was intent to injure he went right for his leg
0: yeah it went right over the ball and yeah mm-hmm. yeah not or only his leg but even with his upper body like he basically elbowed mm-hmm. in the face on, on top of that as well
1: so it wasn't pretty it was one of the uglier plays I've seen mm-hmm. the league this year and yeah so but we won in the end Atlanta's mm-hmm. really having a rough time they're really on their way down right now they and in our schedule like coming up can we, can we reveal who we're playing yet?
0: Minnesota United.
1: Yeah, so this Sunday at 3 p.m. here in Ottawa, playing Minnesota, top team in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the perfect time to play them. Like I think we're in our peak performance right now. It's, I'm so glad we're playing them now and not like three weeks ago or, or oh, five yeah. weeks ago.
0: So. Yeah, we should really come uh, into the game with a lot of confidence with uh, six points uh, off the road, no goals conceded. Five goals scored. And considering we've played Minnesota really tough the two times we have
3: played them and probably deserve points in both those games, it came short.
0: At what point is Minnesota just going to sit back and, and just like preserve themselves for the playoffs? Like Probably the last few weeks. Like, hopefully <laughs> yeah. this game. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> starting <laughs> this
2: Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> I think
1: though, knowing knowing the team, like watching them last few years, it's they don't, they, they never take a game off. Unfortunately, so it'll be a good match to see like if you want to see like two teams at the peak of their season be Ottawa, Minnesota this weekend
0: Uh, Blocksmith, do you want to describe the the second goal for the Fury in the 38th minute for Oliver? How that occurred?
3: Oh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, Mayard put it across through to Heinemann who was tied like top box and Heinemann kind of Looked like he missed a shot
0: <laughs>
4: You're so subjective. <laughs>
0: oh, like, oh, look at the
3: replay. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't well placed. It had no power on it, and the keeper, you know, had it in his hands, and it bounced off, and Oliver kind of tapped it. So now, calling in, we'd like to welcome our guest, uh, Tommy Hein.
0: <laughs>
1: Tommy, what's your take on what happened? <laughs>
0: No, but it's good to see Oliver score. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he scored for us quite a few times there in the spring season. Then he he had an injury and it took him a while to get back uh, to play efficiently and get his scoring boots back on. But he he seems back and it's great that he's starting and really yeah uh, yeah three like scored three go three games in a row yeah which is something for
3: you know playing a wing in the wing spot yeah yeah
0: <coughs> and he had a t- he had a bunch of other chances too. And he, he, he assisted the, the second goal for Haworth as well, didn't he? Yep.
3: Yeah. Nice little ball across the box. And then, like as he said before, we recorded that Haworth, like a really nicely placed header, header yeah, past the goalie. In a couple like, not a lot, lot of power,
0: but just saw the yeah. opening between mm-hmm. the keeper and the defender and just sort of nicked it in with his, with his head.
2: And that was really great because Haworth just came back from injury. So, like, he had an ankle injury, so, like, that's the perfect perfect way to come back from injury for him. So that should help confidence and stuff as well.
1: I don't know, I'm really excited about this player. Like he's young, mm-hmm. he still has, he's growing with the team. He's getting a lot of minutes whenever whenever he's fully fit, he's right in there. So, um, I don't know, I'm pretty excited. Hopefully he gets a look mm. like national team mm-hmm. maybe or something because he's, he's a player to watch for sure.
3: And it's nice to have Hayworth and Oliver both really young on, on both wings. Have that set for a few years and yeah. to be an exciting like dynamic wing pair yeah so that's who we're signing for
1: next season So we'll have trafford hayward oliver there we go we got three players
0: yeah i'll be happy if mm-hmm. they stayed
1: yeah and four keepers we'll sign all four
4: keepers.
3: <laughs> but i was a little worried about when uh, when macon left that i know him and oliver got along really well and i thought i was kind of worried that that'd be kind of the end of oliver that oliver would not do so well, he'd kind of look for a way out or something like that. But it's nice to see him kind of move beyond my leaving and, you know, probably been one of the better players on the team in the last in the last few weeks when they've been doing well.
0: So in, in the 63rd minute, Heinemann was taken off and Dantas came on. How did that make you feel? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. Why so hard? He doesn't do anything. Like, Dantas is far and away better, better spot no, I don't like the way he plays. I, he's it's not your kind of footballer, like. I guess. He's physical, but he's not physical. Like, he's big, but he's not. Like, he, he can push people, but when he gets pushed, he's on the floor. Yeah. He doesn't create a lot. He doesn't, I, he scored, I think, one header. He's not very good in the air.
0: I still rather have a player like that on a team than, than somebody that looks all fancy and is fast and, and, and doesn't score. Like at least Heineman we can be sure like if he if he gets if he gets a few chances, some of them are gonna be in the in the net.
2: But I think Dantas, like when whenever he comes on, I've said it before, like his energy just like you know, ramps everything up a notch a little bit. And I, I feel like if he were able to do that for a longer period of time, um, we might be a little bit faster and have a little bit more, like, spark.
0: Why do you think uh, Heinemann is still starting? Is it just because he's a big-name player that that people recognize from the MLS? And, or, like, why, why do you think Dantes is not starting? What's the thinking behind it?
3: I don't know if it's just... Maybe Mark Dos Santos trusts him a little more.
1: Maybe he's a big leader for yeah. the team, too. We don't know what goes on off the pitch and stuff. He could be, you know, the alpha leader in the team. He, he gives that impression, so.
3: Maybe, yeah, maybe like he prefers Dantas coming off the bench.
1: <clears throat> Possibly, yeah. yeah, so it's all speculation. <laughs>
2: We have to talk about Pizer, too, because this is his second clean sheet in two games. So, like, two games back-to-back clean sheets. That's fantastic. Um, I think he looks a lot more comfortable in net, and I don't know. I think he's doing really well. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't really criticize a keeper if he doesn't concede any goals. He's, uh, and what we do see is, like, beautiful saves, and he's in there in the box. He plugs them out of the air. He punches them out.
1: He's yeah. always communicating with the back line. He's very aggressive with them. And it seems like everyone's comfortable with each other now.
0: And he didn't time waste. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, we're, we're winning 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't have to take an injury today.
1: He does this weird thing, though, know, where the one ball boy will throw the ball out, and he points at the other ball boy. And, no, I want your ball.
3: <laughs> and he did that this game, too, which is pretty hilarious. But Yeah, he yeah, didn't have to make any uh, super highlight real saves but he was pretty solid yeah I mean we know he
1: can make those saves Mm -hmm. he has
3: and he's gonna be uh, he's gonna have a test on Saturday
1: yeah Mm. he's on he's on he's on earn his his money Sunday afternoon yeah he's on earn his money money. yeah Sunday afternoon Al Ramirez man (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll talk about that in a minute it's done done in the the 76
0: minutes um Patterson came off and then uh, who came off uh Kendra?
2: Sorry, what did you say? Patterson came on?
0: Yeah, sorry, did I say off? Yeah, Patterson yeah. came on.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, Ubi went off for Patterson. That's okay. Yeah. That's alright.
1: So, like, Ubi... That's been happening a lot. Uh, Parpovici either hasn't been starting, or he gets subbed off. Like, early. One game, he was subbed off just after half or at half. Yeah, like, 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 they seem to th- be using him sparingly. I don't know if he what's has that? a knock or two or what. I thought I heard on? he
3: kind of, like, his back.
1: So he does have something... Yeah, I, I kind of suspected because like the way they've been mm-hmm. using him, like mm-hmm. not full games,
3: uh, subbing him off early, even so. Don't, don't I, hate me for saying this, but I thought he had probably had one of his worst games.
2: Worst games? Yeah. So yeah. You know, his, oh,
1: okay. He's kind of he's kind of off
3: a beat. I think
1: he stood out more in the first half. You know, in the in the spring season, I think he stood out mm-hmm. a lot more. And and and, and to be fair, uh, Donatelli as well stood out way more. And he's had, like, this game he had a lot of bad touches. He almost
0: had a very nice header goal. He just, Mm. like, I don't know, mistimed the header. Like like a a ball, you know? It seems surprising. I think he's just surprised that he got
3: his head on it. Yeah. And it just kind of went over the bar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's probably been the most consistent midfielder all year, but just wasn't one of his better games. But Donatelli had a really nice game.
2: I just really like the combination of those two starting and those two playing mm-hmm. together because, like, they seem to have some sort of, like, unspoken, you know, like, they know where each other are and, you
1: know... They
3: play, like, indoor style. yeah, yeah That's definitely three really midfielders nice. I want starting each and every
1: game. Yeah. yeah. It's really Richie Ryan and, yeah. yeah, for sure. I fully agree. Makes for a boring podcast, but I fully agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So we'll probably... We can expect Howard to, to start... I hope so. Against mm-hmm.
1: Minnesota,
3: we need a player like him and Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it is also nice to see Meyer, Meyer do well. Maybe get his confidence back up. But it's nice to have that guy coming off the bench if we need him. But I, yeah, I want to see Hayworth and Oliver.
1: Um, I don't know if you remember from the spring season, but Minnesota's size, like they were daunting. Do you remember uh, meeting them in the parking lot <laughs> after the game? <laughs> <out? laughs> kind of funny. I <laughs> I had to be held back. I just wanted to... Yeah. We had to hold you back from assaulting. Well, you're about the same height as them. You're all like 6'4", but... Yeah, they're a very big team. There was at least 11 of them. There's 11 of them. (laughs) There's three or four of us in a car. So, yeah. But, um... Yeah, very large team. We'll have to... They're a fast team, too. So, we're not gonna beat them physically. I mean, not going to beat them in the air, so I think you are gonna see a lot of passing and a lot of possession, hopefully, by Ottawa in that game.
4: Anyway,
0: things are looking good right now. We still have a game in hand, let's not forget mm-hmm. that. We, we still have to play one of those Wednesday games that most of the other teams have played. Week. Oh yeah, we're in eighth
1: place overall, fall and spring mm-hmm. season, yeah. and we're eighth place in the fall season. So, uh, we have to get to the magic number four spot overall, combined season. Make it into the new fancy NASL playoffs.
0: Yeah, who would have thought three weeks ago that, we're, we're,
1: we're, that our hope would be back? I wasn't even looking at the table, and I was I'm like, "I'm not gonna figure this out. I'm not even gonna bother and see who we're playing and who everyone else, like ten team league. There's no way we're gonna make." And then I started doing the math. I'm like, "Oh man!" With yeah. all the
0: flaws of the NASL and like how amateur the league sometimes seems, like it really is fun in the way that how competitive it is. Like, anything can happen still. Nine,
1: well, I take out Minnesota because they're already qualified for yeah, winning the spring championship. That. But, uh, so there's still eight teams in this thing with, like, what, seven weeks to go?
0: Yeah.
1: And we have eight weeks. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, we're speaking of math, we're doing some math about how we're doing on points per game. And, uh, like, overall for the season, we're averaging 1.1 points per game. So that's not very good because we had a four-game losing streak at the start of the fall season. But uh, recently, we've really been pulling it up. Like uh, I, I'm doing the math. I figure we need to be about 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7 points per game total for the, to make the playoffs. I think we need to be a little more than that. Yeah, but, but lately, we've been averaging 2.3 points per game. In the last mm. six games, we've been averaging 2.3. Well, per per it highly depends on what the other teams are doing, right? It does too, but they we everyone play, it's only ten teams, right. so there's gonna be losses, and so it like if the right teams lose and we keep this average up around two points a game, two to two point three points a game,
0: we're we're gonna make it. Besides Minnesota United at home, do we have any other tough uh, yeah. fixtures? Oh well, we have Minnesota.
3: Well, we have Minnesota Sunday, next Wednesday we have Atlanta.
2: Is that at home? That's at home, right? Atlanta
3: on Wednesday night. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, I think. I you an think easy Atlanta's win. a tough fixture? I though? think that should be an easy win. That, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you think, but, but you never but know. But that it's like DSL, sun- yeah.
2: Sunday to Wednesday, that's not a lot of time to prepare, right? Like, mm. that's, that's really close together.
3: But there's no travel, right. at least. <clears throat> that's yeah. true, yeah. And then, unfortunately, like, our road trip, the two games after mm-hmm. that, is, I believe, to San Antonio yeah. and then to New York. Wow mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: but we finished the season off against Edmonton and Indy and Edmonton, we've had their number all year And Indy well oh man, I hope we can beat them.
3: No it's, it's <laughs> should see only It's the only, Don't team, it it's <laughs> the only <laughs> team I'm
1: confident that we should beat. Yeah. for sure for sure but
3: yeah. yeah Yeah Edmonton Indy and then we go to uh, Fort Lauderdale for our last game. Um, should we take a break? I yeah. think so. Don't Do we, we have music?
2: We do. Awesome. Wonderful. Awesome. (laughs) See you in a second. Welcome back. Um, Now is the time in our podcast where we ask a question to our listeners. And the question we asked this week was... Who has been the Ottawa Fury FC MVP for the fall season so far?
0: Now, Mario Carlucci said that the team's great cohesion makes it tough to pick one guy, but Oliver's renewed scoring touch makes him my fall MVP. Yeah, three goals in three games, like you've been saying. Mm-hmm. He looks really good out there. And uh, he's right that, you know, the cohesion of the team has been great. I mean, we finally found, like, the starting 11 that we've, we more or less want to play for and you know, everyone's working well together. So this is really uh, not an individual's play. Like it's not due to an individual player that we're, you know, doing so well currently. It's, it's because the entire team is functioning well, which is exactly what you want to see because if you need to replace one player due to injury, it can be compensated for. We're not relying on anyone to score all our goals. We're not relying for someone to uh, organize our defense.
1: Uh, for such a small roster, we're actually quite a balanced team. It's, quite, it's nice to see. But yeah, at the same time, like that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like We don't have that one player that really... You know, you have your star player. We don't have that star player. So, what were some of the other answers?
0: Well, go ahead.
2: Uh, well, Stuart, um, <clears throat> the Fury fanatic... Uh, Max said easily Ubi Parapoichch uh, good good answer, Stuart. <laughs> Excellent choice. Um, as he was solid through the spring and the fall, others has, have stood out as well, but not consistently. So I mean, of course I would agree with that, but I just really like the style of play that that um, Ubi plays. So that's that's really why he's consistently my MVP, but just because like I really like the style he plays and I really enjoy watching him so. That's that's why for me, too. But.
3: Yeah, he's definitely been probably arguably the most consistent player of the fall season.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, uh, BBC, or BBSC, Solbro, Bro, uh, new listener, I think, uh, he said, he thought of Oliver. Tommy, Carl, Tony, as well. But also <laughs> Piser and Ubi for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he names half the team, which is... <laughs> Yeah, that's great. But um, he's I, your bets, yeah, attention. <laughs> but you know, it's that's it. Kind of makes our point though, too, that it's you know not one guy has really stood out, but there's been a lot of good players, consistently, and there's been a few that haven't, and a lot of them you haven't seen minutes in the fall too. So, um, I have to agree on the Pizer. Um, I'm I'm really impressed. Like he's been like if I had to pick MVP, <laughs> I'd pick Pizer personally. Oh, we remember how annoyed we were when when Gorick was. Uh, because Gorick was, I would say Gorick would probably be the spring MVP. Yeah, end. I think
3: it's fair bet.
0: Yeah,
1: and Gorick played perfectly, and the I don't think he had any fault. Like, well, maybe the first game there when we had our own goal was it? Is that the very first game of the season or the second home game? But other than that, there was no mistakes. Like that's rare for such a young keeper in the spring and then in the fall Pizer has been done di- like dynamite
0: so so i would like to give the mvp of the fall to the white shorts oh every time we <laughs> the white white shorts, shorts. yes we have been waiting or doing well i want to see the exact
1: same uniform this sunday against minnesota <laughs> yes because minnesota has black shorts with the gray tops mm. and if we did like the black tops with the white shorts again Perfect. And and we had white socks, which I thought was odd. I thought
3: maybe go with the black socks, but yeah. yeah. The white shorts, you gotta no. go back to the white yeah, shorts. I can't believe we, we didn't mention up. that earlier. That was a yeah.
1: highlight and there was a lot of reaction on Twitter too mm-hmm. That during the game, everyone's like, Oh, white shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's <was> pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. You don't well, see it too often. So.
2: Multicolors seems to work for us. Yeah. So
1: if anyone knows why, why anyone works for the team and knows why that that was uh, Picked at
2: the last minute. I mean, Atlanta had black socks and black shorts, right? So it would be easier for the ref to see, like, whose legs belong to who, I would assume. I don't know. Who's putting putting whose studs into (laughs) whose legs? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was was an interesting combination. Well, these teams have played before and they didn't wear white shorts, but yeah. Sorry, I just had to bring up the white shorts.
0: I also thought it was funny uh, that the a- NESL commentators like, thanked the away fans for, for tuning in. And they made a good point because the home fans never watch NESL live, right? Unless they're hardcore like us and rewatch the game. Like, or if they don't, they can't make it to the game for like, they yeah. live in... But you know, usually like the fans, it's a pr- pretty small size that, that, you know, the fans that exist for an ASL team, so they're usually all at the stadium. And then you got these biased commentators who want their home team to win, but everybody who's listening is, are all the away fans, right? So yeah. I thought it was neat that they, uh, they said, you know, that they're thankful that the Ottawa fans are listening and, you know, it was a pleasure. Yeah, you know what I'd like to see? I know it's asking a lot of Live, but
1: um, I know with other services like Major League Baseball, NHL and stuff, you can actually pick which uh, feed you want or say which announcers you want. So, you, like, you could pick like uh, the TSN audio, like the TSN radio audio, and put it over the the feed, like stuff like that, or
2: Does NESL even... live have that technology to do that though?
0: <laughs> you uh, could just like when you're watching live, turn on the radio, no. and mute NESL. Doesn't match no, up. With it doesn't, time. Match, it doesn't match. don't <laughs> <laughs> think. Uh,
3: but having said that, I thought like the Atlanta commentators were probably one of the better ones. They oh had. yeah. Mm-hmm. They knew all the Ottawa players. They weren't complete homers.
0: Yeah, the last two away games, the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay ones, were also good. So
3: I could have used without the zooming in on the ball in the middle of the Ooh. air. And zooming. Yeah.
1: Out. Mm. Yeah. Not a good. Thing. I did feel a little ill after the game. I yeah. yeah. I don't I get the, off the, the camera season. was like
2: a little bit shaky, and I kind of when I looked away from the screen, I was I was like I mean I was watching it on a computer, so I was kind of like
3: whoa. NASL right. Review. Ugh. And there's <laughs> that one annoying guy that kept yelling into the mic. Oh, he was the best. <laughs> as soon as the Canadian anthem was done, he's like, USA.
1: US. We love that. If there's any American yeah. listeners, we really get a kick out of that. Keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> we love it when you guys chant USA when you play a Canadian team. And, and the American
3: players on our team love it, too. <laughs> I love it. I do remember watching the game, and they, for the Canadian they the Canadian anthem first, and they just did like this CD playing of yeah, the recording. I mean, and, is that? and I go, oh, we're going to have someone sing it. And I'm like, you can't have someone sing the American and the Canadian and then I heard that person sing the American and I'm like oh, I'm glad we did it. she didn't sing the Canadian anthem because she was awful yeah she was one of those singers that like I know how the song goes but I'm going to do it a bit differently because I'm artsy
0: no she really showed her, her, her abilities yeah national <laughs> anthems don't really leave a lot of room for creativity <laughs> I
1: like it when they go all like Aretha Franklin on the American anthem. <laughs> just like wow she was more
3: Roseanne Barlan. Oh,
1: okay. So,
2: So the most interesting part of that game was
1: the anthem. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. And, like, we're doing good now. Um, we have one more segment in our podcast. Is there anything else to add about uh, what's going uh, on? We up?
0: should say that the Ottawa Fury FC have, you know, validated the fact that the, that the roster freeze for the team is September 30th. I think we were a little bit early in, in the assumption last week and thought that...
3: Yeah, it was, it was the 50th, because I think Chris Hoffley wrote on Twitter that it was a fifteenth
0: Yeah, so it's actually the 30th, so we may still see some changes picking up. Uh, Speaking of
1: Mr. Hoffley, friend of the show, yes, uh, writes for The Sun, does good job covering the team. Um, he wrote an article, I think like just a week ago, and he was comparing the Red Blacks to the Fury. And saying, oh, they're both, you know, having a hard... They're both expansion teams having a hard time. And I, I don't... I really don't think that's true of the Fury. I think they're punching above their weight. Like, I think they're doing quite well. Especially in the last, uh, last six games. Like, getting points out of five of those, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, considering the Red Blacks have won a game. Yeah.
1: And, and <coughs> you know, it's not a <coughs> Red Blacks podcast, but they really blew it last week, too. So, mm. but... Um, yeah, yeah, I think there's, like, this pessimism about the Fury and it's kind of like an Ottawa thing mixed with like the Red Blacks doing so bad but well, the then, Fury aren't really doing that bad at that all with
0: with the home games that we have seen like yeah all, and we play better on the road, on the road. As we discussed and, last week and how many casual fans watch the road exactly. games exactly for the casual fans it's just what they see here yeah
1: that's true
2: but and the other thing is i think some casual fans um, will look at a loss and think that that's really um, negative but to be honest like we've we've discussed this before they haven't been blowout losses and for me that's really positive but for I mean a casual fan who doesn't watch soccer all the time that may not you know enter their mind
1: yeah Blobsmith was saying before the show that uh we're negative one for a goal differential yeah like, and and how's that compared to the rest of the league
3: I think um, you know minus the three teams San Antonio Minnesota New York they're uh, way ahead, but of all the teams kind of vying for that fourth spot, I think we're only behind Edmonton, and Edmonton has zero. I think all other teams have about minus four, minus five. So goal differential, we're only
1: <coughs> one behind Edmonton, and everyone else that's ahead of us is like negative five, negative
3: four. So that's, you know, if we go up against a team that's not Edmonton, that's essentially a point for us. Yeah. I'm tiebreakers.
4: Yeah,
1: so if we do get into that thing whether it's goals for and against in the tiebreaker, we're mm. already ahead there, mm. and and as we said earlier, we're a week behind, like we have one more
3: game, one yeah, more game, and it's against Atlanta at home.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So we'll wrap up the podcast. We have a I'll let Kendra introduce our next segment. We scored an interview.
2: Um, yeah, so last week I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Sanisha Ubi Parapovic about um, like growing up and where he started playing soccer, like his whole career. Um, so I have a few excerpts of that for you guys. So this question was about when he played for New York. Um, and as he was playing there, I think uh, the MLS like really increased in popularity and so this was about how he saw that happening around him.
4: Yes, absolutely. As uh, as, uh, as 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 more European players uh, trickled in, like um, David Beckham, for example, uh, Juan Pablo Angel, who's Colombian, but played most of his career in English Premier League. Um, those guys, and even you know, Claudio Reyna coming back. Some of the U.S. internationals that played abroad were also coming back in, into the league, and I think they also that also helped. Grow, you know, in popularity. Plus, the guys that were already there for many years. Um, I remember in my team in New York. We had guys who captained the Austrian national team in the World Cup. Uh, we had a guy who, uh, Dave Vanderberg, who played for Ajax, won the Champions League. Claudio Reyna, Clint Mathis, Dima Kovalenko who's known player in, in the MLS. Um, Juan Pablo Hell. so there was a lot of guys on my team, a lot of older guys who you could learn something from and I think uh, that, ex- that, that experience uh, was, for me, unique uh, because you, in, in, you never know in, in this game what, what tomorrow brings or what next year brings or whatnot. but I think I took it in stride and learned a lot from them.
2: I also asked what influenced him to move to Ottawa and join the Fury.
4: It was mostly um, Mark. Uh, when I spoke to him, even back in the, in Montreal, uh, about certain you know certain things, even from, from the first moment we met, we discussed uh, soccer and uh, certain things, and, and just around, you know world soccer, and but not and I and I liked his vision of what the game should look like, and um, and also um, I like the challenge because uh, being a new team uh, again in an ASL, it's also a big step from. Uh, for the city and for the club coming coming from PDL, um, uh, there are obviously there are, there are also growing pains, and there still are to this day um, because uh, everybody needs to learn certain roles within, within, the, within the club and how, how certain things work at the, at, the, at the professional level. But no doubt in my mind that the club is growing, uh, going in, in, in the right direction and, and the improvements that we've seen from pre-season to now are, uh, are, uh, are big and I think they're only going to get bigger.
2: I also asked how he felt about the future of soccer in North America.
4: I think the future is looking bright, uh, looking at uh, what MLS is doing um, and their, their, their improvements. Uh, it kind of it goes hand-to-hand with NASL because as MLS improves they are, all the other leagues are, are going to improve and NASL is improving year to year just like MLS. I think the quality is getting better. I think uh, the training and playing conditions are getting better. Um, More investments into the game, especially from the projects of stadiums, training facilities and whatnot. We see in NASL, I think, a few years ago, um, not too many clubs could say they had uh, such stadiums as they have now, as we have now. North Carolina increased and improved theirs. Um, Fort Lauderdale is playing a nice stadium, Atlanta has a fairly new complex. Uh, Minnesota is looking to improve and build, you know, build a brand new one downtown. So I think, uh, and I think there are other teams that are coming in. Like, as long as you have the teams that are willing to come into your league, that means that the league is doing something good. So uh, I think next year Jackson will come in, and I'm not sure about uh, Oklahoma. And
2: And of course his brother also plays professional soccer, and so I had to ask about uh, that and growing up if they were rivals or very competitive with each other.
4: Yes, uh, very. Uh, even though he's a three and a half years younger than me. Um, but as I said, growing up, even maybe when we first came here, he was definitely a bigger talent than me. He just per- perhaps didn't have the uh, same drive as me or luck. Um, in soccer, we need to have a lot of luck as well. Uh, but he was. Uh, very, very talented and uh, a lot of people projected him a better, way better career than mine. There was a guy, actually, that saw him at age of 13 and wanted to take him to Europe when we first moved here. He's yeah. Yeah. actually uh, one of the guys was a coach at uh, I've been with the... I think was a coach at, at, at Porto, which is a big club in Portugal, And but my dad, again, us being here I said I'm not letting you take my kid because he's 13 years old. At age of 16, what, like something that doesn't happen, and he's caught nowhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen. But then he had a very, you know, um, uh, a lot of talent. He just didn't didn't take it as seriously as I did, maybe. So, did that motivate you to? Like, did that motivate you to
2: kind of step your
4: Yeah. Well, you know, everybody was always saying that, you know, um, you know, we're good players, both of us. But he had something that. Yeah, not many people have. He had instinct for a goal. He had left foot. Like not too many left footers around the you world. Know, he had certain things that you know that only so many people possess, and you know it's hard to find those players these days. But as I said, he didn't take it as seriously as uh, as, he, as he should have, and sometimes I get mad at him because he could have easily played at a higher level. But uh, I always tell, tell guys <clears throat> there are so many more talented players around the world that they don't play professionally because they. They don't take it as seriously. Maybe they don't have the drive, and they don't sacrifice the same things that the professional professional players do. And I always said that some, for any player that's playing, uh, you have to give them respect because everybody here sacrifices something that then not many people are willing to do just to, just to play the game with love.
0: Thanks, Kendra, for interviewing Ubi. That was great. Mm-hmm.
1: That was a good interview. Uh, he seems to be very frank and like uh, like honest. Not you know not uh, given the typical answers. He's actually just telling it how it is.
0: Um, I like this point about, uh, sorry, oh, go go ahead, yeah. No, just about that, you know, if MLS is getting better, that also means that, you know, NASL is getting better, sort of like if the tide, tide. rises, all boats get lifted or whatever that capitalist theory is. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think that's trickle down. But
0: <laughs> no, that, no, 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 no. Yeah. That is another. A uh, high tide raises all boats. Yes, uh, this
1: one. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's true to a point. Um, there's a lot of teams and all that. We'll see what happens, but yeah, uh, it's really good interview. Uh, that was just a portion of the interview, right, Kendra? You, you
2: yeah, posted it
1: somewhere. The full interview actually is posted in blog
2: format, and it's at uh, stonymondayriot.com um, in the blog section. So you can go there and read the rest of the interview. He talked about a lot of stuff. Um, uh, growing up in former Yugoslavia and moving to the States, not knowing English when he came here, playing soccer like growing up. So it's really quite interesting. So if you want to read the whole thing, it's over at stonymondayriot.com.
1: And it's, and it's part of a larger uh, blog series. And Who else have you interviewed? Richie Ryan?
2: Yeah, Richie Ryan, Andres Pazenga and uh, Mason Trafford also. So uh, all of those are in that series as well
1: yeah and just to let listeners know we'll have a, we'll probably have more interviews coming mm-hmm. um we're working on some right now and there'll probably be some more audio for the podcast as well so stay tuned for those
0: yeah and uh i hope everyone goes to the minnesota game tickets are now uh, fifteen dollars in the supporter section so if you know you you didn't want to come out for twenty three dollars you now have an extra motivation to go it's cheaper now yeah. and uh, we have a home game against Minnesota United on Sunday, and then Wednesday right after we have another game, and where we face Atlanta again. Um, from a podcast maintenance perspective, I would assume we're gonna record a pod before the Wednesday game.
1: Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll do one in between, and then preview, and then we'll have to do one after.
0: Oh. No, no, we'll keep it to once a week. Yeah, once a week. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to overwhelm our listeners with too much goodness. <laughs> you have to keep some back so they want more <laughs> <All right. laughs> keep them coming back <laughs> so please come back next week and uh, follow us on twitter we're at Ottawa Fury and please keep asking questions right. keep spreading the word we love you guys enjoy FIFA 15
2: <laughs> thanks for listening
0: toodles bye, bye now <laughs>
1: You guys seen the new MLS logo? Uh, yeah. Yep. Have you yep. seen it, Kendra? No, I haven't seen it yet. Hey, John, bring it up
4: on the, the computer. Show Kendra the logo. What is that?